Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, um, Black Panther, uh, amongst all the other things. It was a sad week for that, man. Come on. Yeah, that was unexpected. That was unexpected. It it It's terrible because you're like, I feel for this guy, but then at the same time, you're like, what's going to happen to the Black Panther franchise? I mean, who do, who do you think it should go to? Uh, the dude who plays. Um, I saw. I saw you put that old yeah. boy that plays. Uh, what's, uh, what's his name? Something Idris. Yeah. Idris. So if you if you're thinking Idris Bella, he's already played like three roles in the MCU. No, uh, no, 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 not Idris L. But you talking about old boy from Snowfall? I'm talking about old boy from Snowfall. Snowfall. Okay. What do you think about uh, Denzel's son picking that role up? I, I thought him initially. He said that earlier. Yeah. He said that earlier. Yeah. I think Denzel's son, I think he would be a good one. Between, also, yeah, shout out to Damien Idris or Denzel's son. Between them yeah. two, they could take up the mantle. They're talking about um, making, uh, who is it, Shuri Black Panther? And I'm like, I know, no. She's in the comic oh, books, but, you know. I understand, but not right now. Nope. Or they could, bring back, they could bring back Michael B. Jordan. They can mm-hmm. figure out a way to do it. They could be upset. I wouldn't be upset if they just did a left turn and made him T'Challa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I understand. You know. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be upset at that one. You know. I wouldn't be mad at it. But, you know, I feel like, but, I don't yeah. know. As a person, he played Killmonger so well. Listen, man, I can get into this. I can get into some nerd talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like. I like him as Killmonger. I just don't want to change it too much. It's kind of like, all right, well, you did, you know, Heath Ledger, you did good as the Joker. Now be Batman. It's like, no. Right, right. No, absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. No, no, no. Absolutely. I- yeah. Unless they played it as a redemption arc. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was bad, and then he went to good, you know? maybe They could do that, but then yeah. you lose out on all the Killmonger stuff that I know yeah, you that- but- you lose out on a lot of Killmonger stuff. I'm not willing to lose out on that. But like I said, we're losing out on Killmonger stuff now in the comic world because he's, I mean, in the movie world. He's, he's dead. dead. He's dead. <laughs> he comes back like four times. I mean. Touche. Touche. Okay. Okay. I'll give you that one. But that's, that's, that's the comic books. That's the comic books, though. That's true. Like, who else? Other than, other than um, Captain America who really wasn't killed, who else did they bring back the movie-wise? Well, I mean, it's, it, it just hasn't happened. Well, they it hasn't happened happen yet. It hasn't yeah. happened yet, so we don't know. Exactly. Like, officially, we know, it's, okay, Tony Stark died. We know that because Marvel's like, hey, Robert, we love you, but Did he? We're not did he? No <laughs> I mean, the other thing, too, is with the way TV and movies are today, it's so versed in flashbacks that it's kind of like, what's that show? This is us where people die, but it's like, yeah, but they're going to be here every season yeah. showing you random stuff anyway. So I feel like Robert Downey Jr. is just, I mean, I think they said in this contract, he's coming back as holograms multiple times anyway. So, you know. We just ain't got a pan for a full movie. They found a way around. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Disney was like, look, man. You have made a lot of money. I think what's wild is, like, people talk about a rebrand. Robert Downey Jr. 
had a rebrand. Like the ultimate. People don't, people don't even remember what Robert Downey Jr. was like. Like, yeah. back, like why are we talking to kids? They're like, oh, like Captain. I was like, yo, Robert Downey Jr. was wild. They was like, yeah. what? Robert? I was like, it's hard to even Wikipedia his stuff now. Like he's clean. Disney yeah. scrubbed him clean. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. was Charlie Sheen before Charlie Sheen. Well, Robert Downey Jr. and Charlie Sheen were doing the same thing at the same yeah. time yeah. with each yeah. other. And then... Uh, <laughs> Yikes! Boss! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was waiting for somebody to... And then... <laughs> um, and then, you know, Robert cleaned up his act. He did. He did. Yeah. The other one, not so much. But I mean, it's not like he he switched up. But I guess Charlie Sheen' future was kind of bleak, kind of black, black and ugly as ever. However, I stay used to down to my socks. It's one of the hosts of In My Humble Opinion podcast. I'm Avery, like a very nice guy, also known as Avery Zaddius. Zaddius, what's that? Well, Zaddius, you can call me Zaddy for short. Ha ha! It's corny. It's just a joke setup. <laughs> we have the co-host with me, one of the best writers I've ever met. The boldest guy I know. I've known him for my entire life. My actual blood brother, Jess Devon. All right. Boom. Jess Devon. And you've heard us nerd out with one of our guests today. You don't know who he is yet because we haven't revealed him because he's a Houston native, a TSU grad, a grinder because who else is going to do it for you? The owner and operator of Houston Trend Magazine. He's been everywhere from Core 94 to KF. To KP, KTSU, KTSU, yes, KTSU. Also, um, what is it? Um, from various podcasts. KPFT, Austin ninety point one. Oh man, Love now you making me really uh digging my uh digging into my <laughs> resume. Uh, KTSU, I was at ninety three point seven for a minute. Um, jeez. Uh, then with Houston Trend, I've even had my own uh, podcast from the Loso Show to uh, to be told, to be told yep. with uh, Corey Terry. Um, and now I'm doing a Trend Talk with my girl Jay Renee. Uh, so yeah, man, I, man. Now that you uh, now that you made me think about it, I've been doing radio podcasting for a minute. <laughs> yeah, ever since TSU. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, before TSU, really, because uh, I you because well, well, I say before TSU, but you're gonna laugh at this one. Uh, me and my cousin uh, during our summers would go into um, this room that we had at uh, at the apartments that we were staying in, and we would record ourselves as if we were making our own radio show, and we called it ninety three point seven The Flave. Why the flame? Flame. The flame is all in your ear hole. Is what we would. This was our tagline. Here comes a brand new flavor in your ear. Look at wow. That's that's where it came from. So thank you, Craig Mack. Now wait, wait, wait. Now now, we never got to We never got to say who you are, Elliot. Oh well, uh, Elliot. I am the elect. Yeah. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I was going to have my own uh, introduction, but you, you cut it short. <laughs> I am the uh, the illustrious, robust, the uh, light-skinned, featherweight, the one that your uh, baby daddy loves to hate because I am all inside your crate, 
I am the one and only Elliot Gidry. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You had you had such you had such a grand grandeur intro for yourself. I had to do something. <laughs> Your people gotta be from Louisiana with that last name. Indeed, indeed. We are uh, all through uh Lake Charles, Appaloosas, uh Church Point, as far as Baton Rouge, down into the uh depths of uh New Orleans. We are all through Louisiana. Gotta be. You okay. a light skinned oh, yeah. What? Yeah, I have a co-worker at my job that loves to call me Ginger. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Ginger like Malcolm X. But not- so, so all I got to say is, come on, say bye, shit. And she's just like, dude. <laughs> so, Elliot. Oh, snap. Yes, sir. Thank you, for, thank you for coming on In My Humble Opinion podcast. We really appreciate you. We really appreciate what you're doing for the city. Uh, we already talked about. You said you started. Appreciate you, gentlemen, reaching out. That that. I mean, I appreciate. I do have to make one correction. I do have to make one correction. Uh, I did not graduate from TSU yet, Um, so I don't want to run around as if I am alumni because that is a prestigious uh, title to have, Uh, especially going to TSU, a historically black college. If you did indeed graduate, you are deserving of that alumni title. I have not earned that right yet, so. Uh, okay, okay. A real one. A real one. Just to clarify, either. Uh, same thing he said, just plant PV in there. But yeah, <laughs> it's a real one. I'm, I, am a t- I am an attendee of, of TSU. I have attended, but I have not fully uh, crossed the stage yet. You will. So. All right, all right. Hey, man, if, if, it's, if it's in the scriptures, it'll be there. You will, man. If you believe, you will achieve. Now, you were talking earlier. You were saying you said that was you and your uh, cousin that had the radio station, or the yeah, me, uh, my cousin Jermaine Austin. He would um, so each day after school we were going to uh, Turner Elementary over here in Third Ward, mm-hmm. and each day after school, you know, it was either uh, what PlayStation or we were creating our own radio station. Um, that was just sheer, purely off the influence of listening to uh, 97.9 The Box at the time because that was really our only hip-hop station out here. So, you know, that was... Uh, we would just go in, the, go in the back room and make dub tapes and record ourselves. Now, ask me today where those tapes are. I couldn't tell you. But that's really how the dream uh, started. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Now... That's funny. Me and Devon did the same thing. Yeah, podcasting before podcasting was ever a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where those tapes are though. Like, they were definitely tapes. That's what I remember. Like they were tapes. Yeah, and I, I don't know where those are. They in a box somewhere in my mom's house. Yeah. Now, were you always interested in radio or or some form of of podcasting? I mean, before, this is what radio, podcasting is radio, but, you know, just yeah, right. being on the air like that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, my biggest influences, like I said at the time, was the guys on 97.9, um, Robert Scorpio, uh, Jimbo. Um, she's, what was the young lady at the time? Shelly Wade. Shelly Wade. Wasn't going to tell yet. Yeah, no, no, no. I showed my age. I showed my age with Shelly Wade. <laughs> in the box. box. Yes. This is when 
This is when Carmen was on the radio. This is yeah. when uh, J-Mac and Matt Hatter had the afternoon spot. They were the young guys on the radio show. Um, you know, but they hearing them uh, inspired me to want to do that. Uh, that was, I mean, all those guys. Um, yeah, like Rob Bass, Bass Man was, Ooh, you know. Right. I forgot about you know, Bass. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to the legend Rob Bass when he passed that hurt because it felt like uh, a, a real legend to me in my eyes that was a part of my childhood passed away when he passed mm. because I mean like when he when he would bring you those uh, those late night mixes you know that was that was that was the point in time when we were recording because Spoo was also big at the time so we would take those uh, late night mixes. And we would slow down that part of the tape. And that's how we made our screw tapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So has it also always been a focus on Houston as well? Like, if you're like, I want to be on radio, has it always also been Houston? I want to focus on Houston radio too. It was, well, unconscious, subconsciously, it was always Houston. Um, because I'm from here, I know here. If uh, if you're going to do something, do what you love, and I love my city. I love where I'm from. Um, I love the fact that you're starting to make 288 look a hell of a lot better as I'm riding on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it was just always an appreciation. Uh, I'm the place I was leaving from was over at the Screw Shop, uh, which was a moment for me because. My cousin, another one of my cousins, uh, David Anderson, would come in the city uh, from San Antonio to stay with us. But every time he was staying with us, uh, he would go visit the screw shop. And then this is how I'm now introduced to the illustrious music that we had out here that was outside of the radio. So once the, once the songs that I was listening to from the, the tapes he was playing started making it on the radio, that's when, I guess, when it started to come together for me. It was like, oh, wait, no, you can really do something with this and help people out. You know, it was, I want to be able to do that for artists as well. I want to be able to take a record that I believe in, that they're putting out, and help it grow through a media platform. Um, and that's really how the idea and uh, the love for media broadcasting uh, spawned. Um, just through those summers, with my cousin going to uh, the screw shop. Yeah, and I was going to say, because I, I don't want to limit you just to radio. I mean, you focus, like I like that you bring up media. Uh, you you focus on writing, photography, mm -hmm. uh, video production. Uh, I, I see you doing stuff with the media block. Uh, you, of, of course, there's Houston Trend. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's, uh, uh, and that's one of the uh, the notable things that, I mean, Houston Trend, where, where, this idea to start this magazine based solely in Houston, where does this come from? Oh, man, that's the story. So, uh, the same cousin I was telling you about, my cousin David Anderson that used to come in from San Antonio and would buy these screw tapes. He's also a well-known promoter, uh, or was at the time. Um, he had these nights called Trend Fridays. Um, and so I'm going to tell you how that plays into Houston Trend. Uh, it was one day, um, I had, uh, 
I was really getting frustrated with not getting a job in radio. Um, I, tr- I applied over at 97.9. I applied at 104.1, um, and nothing was really coming back. You know, it was just like I always felt like if I can get on one of those shows, I mean, not on one of those shows, but one of those stations, I'm made. You know, but none of those doors would immediately open up. So at the point in time when I had gotten really, really frustrated, so during the time when when uh, oh, Trade the Hold Truth on. was kind of going against 90- Okay, so back up a little bit because you were saying, uh, it, it just skipped for a second. So at the point in time where you got really frustrated and then go ahead and continue? So I had gotten really frustrated because I was applying to these radio stations here in the city and wasn't being looked at. Um, and that's how I learned you got to be from outside the city to get on some of these stations. But different story, different topic, different day. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, uh, Trade of Truth was going against 97.9. And at the time, I was really confused because it's like, how can a guy from Houston that even back then was doing, this was around, what, 2008, 2009? Yeah. Um, when they banned him from the radio station. Uh, and I even think they banned him from TSU, to be honest. But, yeah. um, nonetheless, um, at the same time, 97.9 The Box was transitioning from uh, urban radio to Radio 1 because uh, they were being bought by, uh, by Radio 1. And they were going from a local station to a top 40. Now, that was unknown to me at the time. So, you know, as a as a, a young, bright-eyed kid wanting to get into radio and you're being told no, you're looking at the immediate reason as to why you're being told no. It's like you guys aren't taking anything local. You guys are shutting down things local. So, you know what? I'm going to kind of create an avenue where – that space that you guys are turning your back on um, gives that uh, gives that spotlight again. So, out of frustration, was birthed Houston trend, uh, and I don't want to put it like in a negative tone because it was also a brainchild. Because at the end of the day, all I wanted to do was help put on uh, music and artists that that I appreciated or that would make music out here. I wanted to give them an avenue to gain a spotlight. I could, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So the day I came up with the uh, the day I came up with the idea, I called my cousin David, who is a great person to bounce ideas off of. Um, and I told him, like, look, man, I applied to some of these radio stations. Uh, none of them are like really trying to hire me. Uh, I had gotten a letter from ninety seven nine saying that I was banned because I was supporting Trader True. Um, so it was just a lot of stuff. So I asked him, I said, man, if you were to have something that would give these guys a spotlight, what do you think it would be? He said, I would do a magazine. I said, okay, what would you call it? He said, Trend Magazine. Now, I'm going to always draw back to my cousin David because I pull a lot of inspiration and ideas from him. Um, so when he told me Trend Magazine, the first thing I did was when I got off the phone with him, I Google searched Trend Magazine to see if the name was available immediately. And it was a, a magazine owned by Penn State that their students were doing. So thus came the name Houston Trend. Uh-huh. I slapped Houston in front of it, 
Uh, later that week, got my uh, got my paperwork, my DBA, my uh, licensing, and all that. The following week, I went and uh, registered my domain, and then I started talking about Houston Trend that following week. Because after I had everything, I wanted to make sure I owned the name. Yeah. Because I didn't want anybody else to run with it, because I, I just knew that there was something bold in there. Um, and anybody that, uh, if you have an idea, go through those processes. Go through that process uh, before you start, you know, talking about it or, you know, putting it out there in the world verbally before you have your paperwork. Get your paperwork done first, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's back up real quick, too. You got a letter from 979? <laughs> yeah. I wish I still had it. I wish I still had it, but I got it, and uh, my young rebellious behind who probably treat, who treated it like it was a ticket, I tore it up and threw it away. Yeah. I'm, I'm upset because I should have framed it. I should have framed that letter uh, from them. Absolutely. But, and that was because it, that no, was because no, no, at no, the no, time no. I was I was I was really back in trade of truth. Like it was yeah. like I didn't understand how a man who was trying to legitimately do something good for the city be blamed for somebody else's actions. Um you know, I didn't understand it. And the fact that he was just taking it showed me what kind of a man he was. You know, it's like, okay, you know what? Y'all are making me the martyr of this. You know what? Screw it. We'll, we'll keep it going. And then, you know, he had that 10-year-long lawsuit with the box, um, which I think still might be going in some shape, form, or fashion. But yeah. he's yeah. so he, personally, he's so far removed from the situation. Obviously, the man's out in Louisville, Kentucky. Um uh, fighting for justice for Breonna Taylor. So, yeah. you know, it's just, there's different kind of people in the world. And I, I mean, at this point too, I mean, uh, just talking about Trey, it's to the point where Trey and Relief Gang are pretty much anywhere in the United States where they're needed. Like, if there's a natural disaster they, in the area, what they have They are legitimately yeah. the Avengers. They are yeah. the Avengers. Yeah. 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 You know, I can't, I can't, you can't tell me anything bad about Rogers or Trey. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that I, is our, that is our Captain America. That is our Iron Man. Yeah. Now getting Houston trend, you got your starting Houston trend. What was people's response to you starting a magazine here in Houston? Um, Immediately. Man, still even to this day, I feel like I'm still working on introducing it to people. Um, because I had worked in, uh, I'd done a lot of club photography, so I knew some of the key people to uh, to tell that this is what I was doing on my own. Guys like MC Kane, guys like Trey the Truth, who gave me my first big interview. Um, you know, uh, would help me spread the word about it, and the website being around, and at the time, uh, you know, Twitter was really a thing. So the word trend would be a, uh, uh, was an easily searchable word, you know what I mean? So when you, at the time, when you were searching Houston trend, Houston trend would pop up. So, 
You know, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like you were looking for Houston Trend Magazine on purpose. You could just be looking for what are the things going on in Houston, you know, randomly, like, okay, what places to go? What, uh, what are things to do? What restaurants? And those would be the stuff that I would, on purpose, put on the website. So you can, so you can go to it at that time and figure out, like, okay, cool, Kitchen 713 is a thing. Bet, um, you know, uh, who, Propane has an album coming out. D-Lo has an album coming out. Uh, what, uh, you know, geez, at the time, well, what clubs were popping around that time? The Drake uh, or the Gatsby, whichever uh, part of that era you were from. Um, that was, but, I mean, it, it was it was always about a young professional from our culture that wanted to know what was going on in Houston. So if you came from outside the city, you would be able to go on HoustonTrendMag.com Know what clubs are popping. Know where to go eat. And if you weren't into the clubs or, you know, you would be, at least you would try to find somewhere to eat. But you would also know about the music that we're doing. So I wanted to be able to introduce uh, an audience to a different array of things from Houston. So when you would see me at the clubs and I'm taking your photo, you would come to Houston Trend and then you would see the different stuff that we had on the website. Um, you know, and that was, that was my whole marketing scheme behind it, uh, in the beginning stages. So at the time, because I was, my nose was always to the ground and my boots was on it. Um, I didn't really get the immediate response until after I went print and a guy pulled up on me at, uh, at LA's Memorial, um, uh, the guy that uh, helped started uh, Warehouse Live. Yeah. He pulled up on me with every magazine that I had released at that point and said, man, the stuff that you are doing for, uh, for Houston, I appreciate. And, you know, I'm light-skinned, so I started to cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one, it was, one, I'm at a memoriam for the homie, you know what I'm saying? So I'm already halfway emotional. And the fact that he pulled up on me and showed me that he paid for these magazines. You know, I mean, I, w I would always check and see, you know, where the purchases are coming from. Um, but to be pulled up on with the magazines in somebody's hand, that 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 did it for me, you know. Uh, Elliot, so shout Elliot, out to him. Elliot, yes, don't sir. Cry. Don't cry. No, 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 man. No, no, we good, we good, we good, we good. Oh, you got, you got to, you got to, because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we, we got a Houston trend right here. Uh, Dobezy one, yeah, got, yeah, Dobezy yeah. right here. This is Devon's magazine. I can't take credit for this. This is my brother's. Oh, magazine. yeah, my man. Yeah. Hey, hey, brother, that's real. That's real. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, friend, don't cry yet. Oh, brother. Don't cry. Uh, see, see, well, and on this Zoom right now, like, for whatever reason, I'm just looking at me. I'm not seeing you guys for whatever reason. Oh, oh, no. So, no problem. Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to see it when the video play. We, are. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you driving. So, so, so it's good because I won't be able to cry until then. <laughs> <laughs> so initially, you weren't even in print. No, no, it was always on, it started online, uh, so... Uh, back in 2009, I taught myself how to make my own website, uh, built the website and started putting the content on there. And then because the idea was to always have a magazine each month, I would feature 
somebody on the uh, front page of the website uh, as if it was a magazine cover, you know, uh, and that goes into manifesting things from from an idea into physical. Uh, I always want like the I always wanted the print, so because I aspire to be like Elliot Wilson, even before Elliot Wilson was Elliot Wilson, wow. he was just known as YN. Yeah, you know, through his through his signature. You know, so I would read his editorials and then I would specifically read the articles he wrote because the the way he would capture um, the culture even then was very unique because he painted a picture for you as you were reading the magazine or the article at the time. Uh, you know, when 2 Chains had just came out, you know, the article he did on 2 Chains, it literally, like, you felt like you was on the bus with two chains uh, coming from a concert the way Elliot described it. And not only did this guy have my name, but he had, he, he captivated me in a way that I wanted to put on guys. Like if I talked about you, I wanted the reader to feel exactly what I was feeling, Yeah, you know, during, during that. And, yeah, you know, that's, that's, Elliot definitely has uh, an incredible pen, and people forget it's like I remember uh, going to the editorial like that. He was one of the first writers where I was like, "Oh, I really just want to see what you're particularly writing about." Uh, mm -hmm. There were a lot that I liked, but I just remember consistently going to the editorial page every month. It was like the first thing I would read just to see what he was talking about. And yep. I mean, sometimes it was just, I mean, a lot of times it was trash talking, but when you really got into it, it's like, he's really, he's a very descriptive writer, like very, really descriptive. And, and even down to this day, how he, the details and the moves that he's making and how he's being represented, like you can tell his hands are all over that. Uh, so Elliot Wilson is is by far one of my biggest inspirations. Um, funny story, when he came down to Houston, uh, I had to meet him. You know what I mean? Uh, my cousin David, there's another. He's gonna always pop up somewhere in this conversation. Uh, he was working. He was working with Debbie Dev at the time, and Debbie works uh, was working closely with Elliot. So during that hall, that first hall weekend, they had Elliot down here in the city. Um, I went to go meet him, and before I even got to introduce myself, he was like, oh, shit, it's Elliot Gidry. And I, I shit you not, I literally went like three shades lighter because my soul jumped out of my body, and I turned into the fanboy that I was. <laughs> <laughs> the moment he said, oh, shit, it's Elliot Gidry, my guy. And it shit took me aback because I wasn't ready for that. I was ready to introduce myself as, hey, Mr. Elliot Wilson, my name is Elliot Gidry. He was like, no, man, I know you. I like the work you're doing. I, I was, you could have taken me home that day and <laughs> placed me on the couch, and I was done. I was done. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. So you know that was that was my Elliot Wilson uh, experience. So every now and then he'll find a way to shout me out 
uh, which is fucking amazing. I can't. I'm sorry to curse, but you know, it was. Uh, I can't. I can't even explain the gratitude I had for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's it's also. I mean, for you doing this as you've been and developing out Houston trend, you've been documenting this uh, a really important time, I think, in Houston hip hop, where. You can watch the progression of what you're doing, and you can watch that progression follow right along with the city's progression. So, mm-hmm. how has it been um, over these few years, just starting out with trend and then expanding into podcasting and other things? As uh, we're getting more, I wouldn't say we're getting everything the city should be getting, but as <laughs> eyeballs are coming to the city. Uh, and it's increasing. How has that been for you, man? It's it's uh, so. Here's something very interesting with the city. Uh, I mean, and just in general, the city. We have these highs. We have these lows. Um, and it's been the same way with the company Houston Trend. We'll have these highs. We'll have these lows. If there's not too much going on with us musically, um, and you can you can tell with me if you've. Uh, if you've been following Houston Trend, you can tell when we're like rapid fire with stuff and when we're kind of slow. Yeah. Um, when we're slow in those moments, it's either like in the middle of uh, like no sports are going on. Uh, nobody's putting out any music. I've talked about this club so many times already. I can't talk about it no more. Uh, you know what I mean? It, and it's it's. And at the same time, it's only because, uh, unknowns to me, there was a whole different other wave of underground Houston artists that was stirring up right under my nose that I had no idea about until I started tapping in with a younger audience. Um, so, I mean, just like that, there's different stages of evolution that Houston, the city, has had, and, of course, Houston Trent has had. I mean, we're, like you said, I couldn't have put it any better myself. We are growing uh, as the culture of Houston is growing. Um, so that's that's uh, you know we we've, we've had our highs, we've had our lows. Uh, right now, you know, as fun as the print version of the magazine is, and as much as I will still do them, uh, and they will only be on special occasions, I'm going to start. Uh, we're starting going to uh, more of a digital platform. Um, Whereas, whether not just through our social media, but like um, how you would see uh, interviews on YouTube or things like that. Uh, and thank God for DJ Shantae and my experience with uh, 93.7. That gave me the introduction on how I think some of these interviews should be going. Um, with, you know, just as far as the, the, the creative content part of it. Excuse me. Um, so that's where we're going to be going from this point forward is when we do a feature, we're doing the feature on the artists and everything going on around them. So we're capturing all of that video content uh, as a part of it. And that's great, especially, uh, yeah, the work that you've been doing uh, with Shantae and, and 93.7 looks incredible. Mm-hmm. I like the... Uh, it, for lack of a better, it's it's a it's a hot ninety seven feel that's being applied to Houston, where <laughs> yep. 
where we we don't oftentimes yeah. get the hot ninety seven feel. I, I, I would even right, say, and and yeah, and yeah. and you know the thing the thing was was okay, cool. You can go out to NY. You can go get on the Breakfast Club. You can go get on Hot ninety seven. But when you come to Houston, where are you going? Yeah. I wanted Shantae's show to be that spot that you had to come to. So I wanted it to look like it. I wanted that feel. I wanted everything that had that they were doing. I wanted that done here. So it wasn't even a question on whether or not you were going to come to Houston. You were going to come see Shantae. Uh, still, even to this day, I want you to go see Shantae. So we're working on something. Um, you know, hopefully we can have uh, started before the end of the year, if not at the top of the year. But, you know, uh, that's that's the idea. I want folks to be able to uh, recognize where you're supposed to come if you're coming from outside the city. Now, you were saying, uh, you know, as the magazine was, you, you said uh, earlier, uh, when you were talking about the magazine, you started mm -hmm. discovering uh, an underground that was right under your nose. Uh, and I tell people a, a lot. Like, it's like, I know even when people are, are very, because I was too, even when people are very respectful and like praising of Houston hip hop, I was like, yo, there's so much that you don't even know that is going right. on right now. Who who were some of the artists that that were, were right under your nose and just kind of surprised you? So artists that was under my nose that I started paying attention that I was just so I'm like a uh, writer, uh, Kevin, he was working with his group uh, laced up. So those guys, Oblivious Jones was another one. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, Buddy Rowe was another one. Uh, 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 Bloodbath, uh, OMB Bloodbath is another one. Um, Jesus Christ, there's so many. I couldn't, I can't, so I'm, and I'm still learning all of them. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Trilly Polk, who I got on to later and was like, oh my God, Houston has this? Man, uh, I, well, listen, talking about Tr Trilly Polk. Trilly Polk is making top 40 radio hits right now. Listen, listen, I don't throw the, I, I don't like to throw this word around uh, lightly. Um, so I, but I will only use it with Trilly Polk and the kind of music that he's making. The man is a god in golden shoes uh, when he comes to his music. Um, I can't, I, I can't even uh, underestimate or you know cut him short on the kind of music that he's making because brother is going to go far, and it's not just the music; it's how he introduces himself um, through the music and in person. You know, he you're going, you know, you're going, you're going to leave an experience with him uh, feeling a little bit more uplifted, feeling a little bit more uh, passionate, yeah. you know, that, I, that that's, that's truly Polk in a nutshell is uplifting and passionate. <laughs> you know, um, I can go on and on. Like there's so many uh, new guys that's out here. That's, that's super dope. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's Houston is an amazing city, brother. And, and Full of talent. Houston, ha and that's the other thing. Houston just has so much mm -hmm. talent. It's like every time mm -hmm. you turn around, it's like, oh, there's a new person, yeah. and they're not new. They got a catalog, and then you go back, and it's like you've been putting out music. 
I, I talk about all the time. The first time uh, I I heard Big Fats, and I, yeah, that's another one. Yeah, I met Big Fats um, in South by Southwest, and that could have been twenty fifteen. Uh, he had just performed at one of the uh, spots out there, and my cousin Jermaine, who I was doing ninety three seven the uh, the flavor with. Uh, or 90, 97.3 to Flav. Uh, he was like, man, you got to get on Big Fats. And I'm like, okay, bet. Uh, when we saw him perform, and, you know, he, I mean, he had a vibe. He was cool, you know. Uh, he wasn't any slouch with his bars. Uh, but to see the man that Big Fats, like, after just really paying attention to who he is, what he is, and what he represents, that's a whole nother part of what draws me as a fan to somebody is the whole thing. You know what I mean? Um, how fast represents himself. That's, that's beyond what the music will ever do. Yeah. You know, uh, if you ever get a chance to talk to him, he will, you will feel oh, yeah, a yeah, new uplifting yeah. about your own spirit. Yeah. yeah fat, some of the people you've named have been on the show. Fats, yeah. oblivious, like, yeah, that, mm -hmm. like, these are people that, we are big fans of where I was just like, Absolutely. I can't believe it's impossible that. not to be. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can't believe that it got to a point where we were just only listening to Houston music. Pretty much. Like, oh, yeah. Pretty yeah. Good. Yeah. I was like, you know, so when, when people ask me, man, have you heard that new white? No, I haven't. I've heard that yeah. new D-Lo. Yeah. I've heard that fifth word JP though, but you know, fair enough. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, um, you know, uh, heck, even with what Sauce, uh, Sauce Walker got and all the artists that he's putting on, that's exactly. that's got to be commended. You know what I mean? Uh, even though we may look at Sauce Walker as a wild man, he is doing some big things I, as I, far I, as putting people on. Because yeah, he's man, another he's one. He's at what now? His music is good as well. Oh, his music is oh, yeah. good. He's also another oh, one. Yeah. I feel like the personality people are paying so much attention to that that they're not paying attention to a lot of the business moves that he's making. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, he's doing a lot. Like I said, he's doing a lot that I feel like is going, I mean, I, he's already successful, but I feel like he's going to reap a lot more success yeah. in uh, in the future because he's laying down work for a lot of Absolutely. Stuff. Absolutely. You know, if uh, if if uh, record labels had uh, had a place on the stock market, I would be buying all kind of TSF stock. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they they they're going to be going for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so when you look at now moving into like, what are the what are the goals that you now have for Houston Trend? Like, what do you want to turn it into? Well, now, it's, I mean, like I said, like I mentioned, what we're about to start doing is I want to start opening up the realm in, uh, in, in video content, um, whether like, like I experimented with, uh, with video visual content when I was doing trend news, um, just kind of doing that for a little bit. And that was just an experiment. Like, okay, I want to see if this can gain some traction and it gained a little bit. It did, it did what I needed it to do. Um, but it also taught me how long I, uh, I would have to take to be able to dedicate that kind of time to putting those kind of pieces together. Uh, so more visual content, more interviews, not necessarily podcast style, 
but uh and not even like i don't want to i don't want the vlad style look but it's going to be something unique in its own in that same kind of context i want to start opening up to uh more visual content for people because i feel like that's what brings in uh a younger demograph and if you can if you can key in on certain words during the interview then you know those that do like to uh read then they'll have their articles uh, that we will still do but those who are utilizing the mess out of these phones i want to be able to give them something that's going to be uh useful uh for them okay so yeah (laughs) (laughs) now the other thing too is as things are changing uh what do you, what are you saying as you've been looking this whole time what are some of the biggest changes that you think have happened on the Houston music scene oh, snap. Uh, some of the biggest changes that's happened with Houston music oh man uh the not, i don't want to necessarily say like the uh the pull away from the original screw sound but just creating uh it's their folks are creating their own lane with uh with music now it's not necessarily just about being man i didn't came down da, 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 you know what i'm saying it's it's you having you we're having more uh substance uh complexity we're having different styles um you know just in music alone uh you know you listen to somebody like d-lo you listen to somebody like, heck, um, even up to Kirk Cobain. Styles are vastly different. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, from the content, the context, delivery, the cadence, all of that. Yeah. But that's still from Houston. You know, yeah. I like I don't need to listen to any music outside of Houston because really? no. I can get everything from Houston. If I want to listen to R and B, we got Jack Freeman, we got yeah. Lelon, we got. Um, who else? Uh, Lenora. Jesus Christ, there's so many. You know, um, if I want rap, I got rap. If I want, uh, uh, you know, geez, there's, there's even rock artists out here. Yes. There's, oh, yeah. it's, it's so much, you know what I mean? It's so much out here that I don't even have to go outside of the 610 loop for music. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, so... Now, do you feel That's, like, I mean, and, and this is a question we get asked, because I, I think the number one thing we're like, hey, we want to do a podcast that focuses on Houston and like Houston music. They're like, is there enough of it? And why? And da 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 da. Do you feel like the outside uh, has that same view of Houston as, say, uh, you or we do? No, um, because they're busy on their own. Like, if we go to Atlanta, I'm pretty sure that they have a different perception of what they're listening to than what we're listening to out from their city. You know what I mean? Um, or you go to New York. Heck, New York has its own pride. Of, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, we'll go out there and you'll be introduced to a whole slew of artists you never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's just... Uh, hanging in one borough out there, you know what I mean? Um, so, no, no, their perception of what Houston could be or what it is, they, I mean, their perception now is, yeah, we, we are the, uh, the home of uh, screwed up music, but there's so much more. 
You know what I mean? Don't get it twisted. Screwed up music is the foundation in which we were able to build on top of and be able to get outside of uh, the 610 loop or even outside the beltway with. But just like a pot of gumbo, there's so much more in there. You know what I mean? So (laughs) that's that Louisiana talk. (laughs) I see. I see. So, uh, I mean, tell us, uh, just for the audience, because we're coming up on the, uh, the close of the hour, like, mm-hmm. where can people find all things Houston Trend? Um, you'd be able to go to our social media, Houston Trend, uh, our website, HoustonTrendMag.com, um, Facebook, Houston Trend. Uh, if you were to try to get an experience out of it, um, the places I would tell you to go, uh, of course, visit Screwed Up Records and Tapes. That's a part of it. Um, you can visit uh, 5115. Go visit Turkey Lake Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the experiences that you will get as a Houston trend. That's uh, that's yeah, that's mine. So yeah, you'll get a lot of light skin stuff. But or even or even um, Real light skin. French Fry House, man. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so much. Oh, yeah, even my photography page. Yeah, there's Um, so much that's out there. Yes. So I'm working on right now um, creating a a week of an actual experience of what it means to be Houston Trend or what Houston Trend means. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to piece all that together, working with a few venues. Uh, just trying to make sure it's right. Um, I've watched, I've messed around and allowed myself to watch the Playboy uh, documentaries and how Hugh was able to take the idea, turn it into a magazine, then turn it into an actual experience. I'm, so I'm somewhere in the middle of there trying to take the Houston Trend experience and give it out so folks can actually understand what it means and what I'm trying to do. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Okay, so, okay. So that's what I'm working on. Well, look, man, we look working forward on. to seeing anything that uh, Houston Trend is doing. Like I said, I, I, a number of artists that we've had on the show have been. I mean, I, we had Dobizi on uh, the other day, and I said we're we're big fans of the work we're doing. We love the fact that you're highlighting Houston, and just mm-hmm. like a really, I don't want to use the word professional, just like a really clean. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's aesthetically pleasing. There we go. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, man. Uh, shout out to my boy, Corey Terry, who has been there with me since the incarnation of us going print and inspiring me or pushing me, rather, to continue to make it look better. Even my girl, Nikki, um, who has been with me since the incarnation of uh, us going print. Like, if something wasn't working, they would be like, nah, e, it ain't working. And even though I'd be stubborn because I am, uh, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because even, I mean, the, the full designs in there is what's coming from me. I designed everything you see in that magazine. And if it didn't work, they would, they would jump fly and tell me, hey, E, this is not working. We, we got to do something, you know. Uh, or, but down to the, uh, the last... The DJ Mr. Rogers, the Beat King, Q Guyton, and Dobizis. Uh, those have been where I haven't had any distractions in designing them. 
and just been able to put them together without any uh without any negative feedback from my crew like oh man what you're doing looks amazing and and I mean, not even, I don't want to say it like that, but, uh, you know, they, few or less words, they would kind of say that. <laughs> and I'm glad you bring up people like Corey Terry. Cause uh, like we've had him on the show. Cause we were big fans of context. And, Man, and listen, brother, context this, what, he, what he's doing with context and the stuff he's been doing. Um, I want people to check out context. I want people to knock down his door to be on context. I want people to understand what he is literally trying to do with context. He is giving you this dope content for you to be able to have with whatever song you got, or if it's something unique that you did with Corey. Uh, He's literally trying to help create another avenue out here for artists. Um, and it's not just necessarily Houston artists because he's even gone out to LA and done it. He's yeah, gone out yes. to Brooklyn and done it. Um, so, you know, if you're not in tune with what he's doing, I suggest getting in tune with it ASAP because sooner or later, these guys that are tangible to be able to do this kind of stuff with will not be. Yeah. And, and he's definitely one of those guys that I feel like if you don't knock on his door now and you wait, a year, two, three, don't think about four or five because at that point in time, you got to go talk to his lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, and that's really why we had him on. That's why we'd like to have people like you on because uh, there are a number of artists, the way you describe it, uh, in Houston, when we're talking about artists and business people and things like that, where uh, right now they are tangible. Like mm-hmm. right now, you can get at them. And it's actually kind of surprising how easy I said you can get at a lot of people in Houston yeah. right now. Yeah. I said, but eventually things are going to blow up and it's not going to be that easy to pour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, it's not going to be uh, so easy to get on my humble opinion. It's not going to be so easy to get on Core 94. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be, I mean, we learned that lesson with 97.9. You cannot just bring your record up there and get it played. And if you have to repeat that lesson, then you're bound to learn it all over again. So utilize the avenues that are available to you, even if sometimes you got to beat on their door. And yeah, yeah, that, that knocking, having to knock down somebody's door to help them, to get them to help you is what you should be doing. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's the biggest gem that uh, I think folks can take away from this is utilize what's available right now because three or four years down the road is not. Oh, yeah. Now, I also feel like, and this is just my own personal, I feel like the obvious question that people want to be like, hey, you're involved in the radio, you've got these mm-hmm. media uh, avenues, and they'd be like, hey, what do I need to do to get on? But I'm not asking that. Uh, what is just something do it. But yeah, I know, because I feel like that's an easy thing. That's but what serious. I am going to ask, and I feel like it, it's a lot more important to people watching is, what are some of the things that they shouldn't do when it comes to, like, trying to get on? Being lazy, um, not saying what, you, uh, what you're trying to – not being able to verbalize what you're trying to do. Um, you'll come across a lot of people who 
don't necessarily not, you know, necessarily know how to sell themselves or sell their product or whatever it is they're doing. They'll mm-hmm. just say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm doing me. Uh, you know, you, you <laughs> like it, you like it. If you don't, you know, and, and, and sometimes that works if what it is you're selling sells itself. Sometimes, not all the time, it doesn't. You have to put a little bit more oomph behind it. So with that being said, know what you have, know your worth, and know how to be able to speak about it to people that are asking. Uh, one of the greatest things that I, that I personally admire about a Corey Terry, a Q Guyton, um, even my cousin, David Anderson, I can go on with people that know how to tell you exactly where they're trying to, what they're trying to do, what it is they need and where they're going with it. You know what I mean? Uh, to be able to do that, you'll be able to go anywhere, everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. Words of wisdom from a wise man. Hey man, my beard ain't go, uh, ain't gray yet. (laughs) (laughs) You have a luxurious beard too, man. I do like your beard. I was like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I have to see the link. I had to send you the link that I get my uh, my beard oil from. Shout out to Jermaine Patterson over at the Body Shop HTX. He hooked me up with some of this uh, this beard oil, and ever since then I've had this nice little glistening sheen in it, and it's just been working. <laughs> yes, please. I was going to ask you about that off camera, but since we talk about it, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna see you link. I'm gonna see you link because I also like that. And, and also, thing. also it's a black owned business that made my uh, my beard oil. See? And it's a black owned. See, now we doing see? it real big. That's what's I'm up. Saying. That's another thing I like about there are so many businesses here in Houston too, where it's yeah. just oh, yeah. they are here, yeah. black owned here. and ready to be supported. Ready but to be supported. The, the, you know, one of the things, I, and this is, uh, I know we're, I'm sitting here outside my, uh, my grandmother's house with uh, with, <laughs> with some with some shrimp from another black owned business, uh, but I rode through Third Ward, which is my home neighborhood, and to see what where it's turning into, it literally looks like, I compare Third Ward to uh, to Harlem. You know what I'm saying? Harlem is like New York's Black-owned pride landmark. Third Ward is Houston's Black-owned pride landmark. So yeah. if, you know, we, uh, we're slowly and surely buying back the land over in Third Ward. Mm-hmm. And you can ride down Scott, you can ride down OST, you can ride down Almeda. Yeah. and see these beautiful businesses that these beautiful black people have started. Um, you know, so go spend some money in Third Ward. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Go spend some money at Third Ward. You heard it from Elliot Gidry, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you once again for coming on In My Humble Opinion podcast. I've been one of your hosts, Avery, like a very nice guy, also known as Avery Zadius. And we are here with the co-host, my brother, Just Devon. Boom! Just Devon, ladies and gentlemen. And we have been humbly with, in my humble opinion, with Elliot Gidry. It's been wonderful, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on, my man. All right, man. Until next time, man. In my humble opinion. Hey, man. Next time, I'll I'll, I'll be in the studio. So we'll, we'll do this right. I won't be standing outside looking at trees and whatnot. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, man. You know, I we'll want to a little bit safer. You know what? We'll have to do one with you and uh, Shantae because we definitely yes. want to have her on too. 
Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You guys should get me and Corey on there one day. And, and uh, uh, that'll uh, just, just be a straight shenanigans. We, uh, we've, had, we've had Corey on. There should be a, a, a to-be-told and humble opinion meetup. We can do there that. We go. Oh, man. I'm, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. To be humble. <laughs> I like that. To be humble. But, you know, oh, and just another thing. For the people that are watching, you can see how big Houston is. Because this nigga was driving and like 60% of the podcast. <laughs> and if you know Houston, you know where he's at. I'm, I'm looking. I was like, yeah, I know where you at. Know oh, yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, no, no. But how the Once podcast again. started, I was, I was leaving on Clark. Yeah. yeah. I through third yeah. Ward. Now I'm over here on the east side. So. It was crazy, too. Once you got wait, on, wait, wait. It was like screw record back of you. If, I was like, if you see that, if you see that, uh, that water tower back there, you know what side of town <laughs> yeah, I'm on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we know where you at. That's what we was looking at. I was like, yeah, yeah. He he was driving for a while. It yeah, is. we, we good little man. You know where he's at. <laughs> oh yeah. Once again, in my humble hey, opinion, man, I appreciate it. The opinions aren't humbled. The words aren't jumbled. Thank you guys and good nights. Ba 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 bang. Oh, really?